today's podcast, we are hosting Brendan Pine from the Lethbridge Fire Department's Search and Water Rescue Team. We're going to go over some really cool things about prevention, safety on the water, things to do, things not to do. And we're going to talk about Brendan and his experience with the Lethbridge Fire Department. Podcasting from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. This is connecting your community, building community through unity, through unity, getting things done takes activism and Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen have come together to share firsthand community voices, bringing awareness to community issues, watching how other communities handle like problems and sharing their successes, connecting, connecting your community. Here are your hosts, Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen. So today is going to be a really cool podcast. Uh, We've had a lot of requests coming in from local community members, not only within Lethbridge, but also throughout Southern Alberta to bring someone from the Lethbridge Fire Department on to talk about water safety, talk about prevention, just talk about some things that maybe we need to have awareness about right now, especially with our river. So without further ado, I'm going to let this young man introduce himself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Brennan. Hi, uh, my name is Brendan Pine, I'm senior firefighter with the Lethbridge Fire Department. I'm also the water rescue team lead. Um, been on the department for 13 years. I've uh, been on the water rescue team for 10 years, and I've been a team lead for nine years. Um, in that time, I was also a diver for seven years, eight years. So what does it mean to be a diver? Like, do you guys have to do extra training to be a diver on top of everything else? Uh, that is one of the big jobs that okay. is part of the water rescue team is is diving. There's actually three components to the team. We do boat rescue, surface rescue, and dive recovery. Okay. Uh, dive recovery because we can't get there in time. I've seen you, you do some of the practicing on, I think on, on Henderson, I think I've seen some, some divers, right? Yeah. Out there. Okay. You'll see us out there next week. Actually, we're going to be doing a training day, most likely on Henderson, a dive day. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you guys just got some new boats too. We got two new boats. Heard about these boats and heard that they're pretty spectacular. Do you want to like, can you share what kind of, and I know it might be a little bit off topic, but like, what's the difference about these boats than what you guys have previously had? Just the the Zodiac, it's an inflatable hard bottom boat that it, that one isn't too much of an, an upgrade. Mm-hmm. It's just a more modern boat and a couple little seating differences that makes it easier for us to function on that boat. The real gem is the, the river boat. I have um, heard, yes. Our past one was, it was just so old. It would break down all the time. It was a great boat, but it's just not geared towards mm-hmm. our river in this new boat that we have with the new drivetrain on it. It's it's more rugged and able to maneuver our river a lot better. Mm. Oh, excellent. That's good. Excellent. That's good. So now being on this this dive team, I, I'm really interesting on, on the different training that, that's in, involved, you know, because diving even being in addition to the, the water uh, training that you would have. What's, what has that kind of taught you over time? Like what's, is, I guess I'm asking this because I would think when you don't, you're looking for the unknown or the known that that Mm. you're hoping you find, but there's gotta be a part of you that's gotta be, you know, it's it's gotta be a struggle when you're out there looking, what am I going to find and how am I going to react to what I find? Is that, is that? When I first got on the team as a diver. Yeah, there's a little bit of me. Do I really want to find this person that's been on the water for 
a certain amount of time and right. what are they going to look like? What's mm -hmm. it going to be? But once you've gone through it, you just, just develop that thick skin for lack of a yep. better term. So, um, you deal with it and you do your job. So, yeah. And I think, I think when it comes to that, it's, and I don't want to use the term, uh, desensitize you, but you know, it's, you, you've got a job to do. It's an important role mm -hmm. to do. You're out there to, to make a difference and, and to find those, those, uh, loved ones that have been lost. And so it's gotta be quite a, a quite a chore. And I, I tell you what, I don't know if I could, I could do it. And, and I'm glad that there's people like yourself out there that are, are able to, to do that. Cause it's very important for, for families, for sure. That's one of the, the best feelings about the job is bringing home a missing loved one. Yep. You know, it's, it's good to bring closure for those people. Um, it's, I can only imagine what they're going through as we're trying to be out there and do our job, but right. you can sense that we've, we get hugs, we get thank yous when we, we bring them home. Mm -hmm. right. And you guys That's have amazing. done marvelous jobs, right? And especially being born and raised in this community, there's been a lot of rescues that you guys have done and you've done an amazing job and a thorough job, right? So thank you for your service. Now, one of the things too, is that the request that we had from so many community members was we need to know about water safety right? Our, our old man river right now is fluctuating. Oh it is high. And people are like, can I even be around the water right now? Should my kids be playing in the water? Can you give us your professional insight on what is safe right now in our river? As of today, I, I would say don't go on the water. It's just, it's flowing so fast. We've had so much rain recently that it's just, you're not sure what debris is floating down the river. This isn't a normal flow for the river what people right. are floating on and whatnot so as of today i would my suggestion is just stay away from the river there's trees there's there's other things floating down and I, you know i noticed that i was on the golf course at uh, the country club here yesterday and and we had a look at uh uh you know what how high the river was and what was going down there you're right there was branches there was trees That's there was, crazy. it was amazing how high that is mm -hmm. and so and fast too it's moving yeah. so quickly right people so. just they don't until you get into that water and when you're in a panic situation and you think oh i can get myself the over this through. then all of a sudden it's too late yeah. So here's a question too. Is it true that sure, everything might look nice on the top of the water. It might be flowing smoothly, but then underneath it is a whole different story. Yeah. Like that's something that I really want to raise awareness because like, you know, my son, he's like, Oh mom, can I go on the river? Can I go? Play? I'm nope. Absolutely not. Right. So can we talk about what happens underneath the surface that people don't see? There's, there's so many things. There's rocks that you can get your foot trapped in. There's branches, um, around the bridge, we've been training around there and come across barbed wire fences. Oh, wow. Like, oh, my God. Lots of barbed wire tangled around the bridge pilings there that we've actually gone in and cut out while we were there training. And that's a popular place for kids to be swimming. Exactly. And so right. we, we try to clean it out if we're in that area. Right. But we can't do it all the you time. You might not right? get it all. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Jeez, so. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to go back into some more awareness, some more prevention, some more safety measures that we can take just despite different levels of the water. So let's take a break now and then we'll come back. Sure. This is Connecting Your Community with Blaine Higgin and Mallory Chris Jansen. We'll be right back after these messages. There's a new art shop in town. What? Watercolors, acrylics, pastels, brushes, oils, canvas, and paper. Oh! 
Where? It's new. The Art Room at Smith's Audio on 13th Street North. For high performance sound. And super art supplies. Freddy's Paint is all about saving you time and money. With quality Benjamin paint and our helpful design and paint professionals. Freddy's Paint, voted best of the best, 20 years running. Freddy's Paint in details, 210 17th Street South. Audio, electronics, try Smith's Audio, 13th Street North. You, you need the best sound? Yeah, you gotta try Smith's. Smith's Audio, 13th Street North. Electronics simplified. <laughs> And we're back with Brennan Pine from Lethbridge Fire Department Search and Water Rescue Team. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about even some of the stuff that happens underneath the water, which I would have never thought barbed wire was going to be underneath right. it. We yeah. need to talk about this stuff because, you know, even when I was younger, I would jump on my float. I would go down, you know, and it's not uncommon to see people drinking and floating. Yeah. Tell me how safe that is. I mean, weather's, weather is getting hot and you're seeing a lot of people floating. We strongly encourage leave the alcohol at home. Yeah. Have a drink after when you're on dry land, but it dulls your senses. Um, just makes it harder when you're if you have to fight the current and try to swim. It's just not a, a good choice to be with you mm-hmm. on the water. Yep. Tell us about some prevention and safety measures that we can take with our kids. Uh, with kids especially the younger ones with their if they've got a lower ability to swim leave them in their pfds what's a pfd mm-hmm. just uh, in personal case. flotation yep. device a life mm-hmm. jacket mm-hmm. Uh, so many times people take it off it's just going to be fine i'll take it off this once i'm just going to try this jump off the bridge or whatever and it just takes I've, one time you know what i've noticed as well that there's a lot of of adults I've, i see the children wearing their their pfds but a lot of times the adults are not like, I'm okay. I've got my kids in it, but, but I'm okay not to wear one. But we've, we've seen that that's not uh, always the safest. And in, in some of the actions that have happened in the past of adults, you think you can swim through that and, it, and it's, and it's very difficult. And, mm-hmm. and especially with some of the different, uh, you know, what could happen, what's under there that we don't know about. Right. A lot of people get a little overconfident in their abilities and we're trained for this with our surface rescue and our dive rescue. We're aware of the conditions of the water. We don't fully know the conditions of the water at all times, but we do train to be prepared for whatever Mm -hmm. we may encounter. And the people parents that are out there with their kids not wearing pfds my opinion is you're just being careless absolutely and there's so much that can happen and i was actually even like i think of again my son and him and his dad go fishing down by the old man river and it's beautiful but you better believe he will still have a life jacket even not going into the water just because if something did happen right and yes you can call me a helicopter mom but it also is it's a preventative measure right (laughs) but for me it's a preventative measure because if something happened right my son's going in and he's thrown in his rod and all of a sudden it's like "Uh oh i fell in right and you never know for the fire department when we're training or we're doing an operation in and around any body of water, we have a hot zone that we deem within so far from the shore, we all have a PFD on. Wow, I didn't know that. What's well, yeah. an interesting, so, so here's an interesting question for you. You're trained to do this. You're on the water. This is where you're doing your, your, your training. And have you ever been, been scared with what has happened in your training? And, and obviously, you know what you're doing out there, and this is what you're, you're learning to be trained on. Is there times where you go, gosh, this, was, this is 
this is pretty scary out here. Uh, when I first got on the team and some of the surface courses, uh, it definitely was, is a safe to do, but then you put your trust in the instructors and the mm -hmm. other team members and you get through it. And then once we've done the training and get through it and I've done, I've done the training a number of times. Mm -hmm. Then obviously you, you, you do start to pick up on, yeah. you know, okay, mm -hmm. this is okay. But yep. this is someone with training. So again, we put somebody that is there floating down a few cocktails, no PFD. Yep. Because they want to get tanned, different. right? They don't want the tan lines. That's a yeah. lot of reasons why, my friends. No, we don't want the tan lines. Put a life jacket on. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Right? That's right. Hmm. So, so now, in I, I guess in, in closing, a question I have. Let's just let's bring this back to, to um, uh, your job as a firefighter and as a paramedic. What are some of the positive <laughs> things that you can share about uh, uh, being a paramedic for the, the time that you have and a firefighter for the time you have for those that are listening? Yeah. It's an amazing job. Mm -hmm. um, people thank us on a regular basis. Thanks for doing your job. It's my job. Mm -hmm. I, I love to do it. I, I show up for work every day because I love doing it. When I was in elementary school, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? <laughs> and what's probably one of the number one? I want to be a fireman or a policeman, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And so did you actually aspire to that? No. Nope. You didn't? No, I... I don't even remember what I wanted to be when I was growing up. But, but it wasn't a firefighter. No, it wasn't a firefighter. I actually came across it just doing a career placement exam. Oh, right in on. College. Oh, wow. And number one was I was supposed to be a police officer. Yeah. Right. And number two was firefighter. And yeah. three was psychologist or something. Yeah. And I chose yeah. this. And getting into it, I've loved it. Ever since rewarding. Life. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's one fun. thing, too, is we've actually been talking a lot with first responders and mental health awareness. So have you ever been, and I know this might be deep, you can feel free to answer it or not, but have you ever been hit by an incident that is always going to be here? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with it? Uh, we've got great peer support on the fire department. We've got it at many different levels and it's just the brotherhood. That's awesome. We talk to each other. Um, the city, they're very well, or very good in supporting us. Um, if we need to talk to counselors and whatnot, we've actually got a, department uh, counselor that's, that we can speak with. Yeah. And that's incredible. Yeah. yeah that's and it's a positive so thing important. to highlight just because we actually just went through a month of PTSD awareness, right? And we know that that's a real thing on the front line, your career, police, we had a retired RCMP officer right. on here, uh, frontline workers, and it's a real thing, right? So it's just, it makes us happy to know that yeah. you guys are happy with the brotherhood, the peer support, right? Because it's something that, you know, mental health needs to be talked about because even in the news, what we see, what you guys deal with, thank you. And we just really want to encourage that continual positive mental health and self-care and healing. Yeah. yeah. It's long past now, I think, being the macho tough yes. guy, I'm going to hold my feelings in. I'm not yeah. going to talk about what bothers me. And now we talk about it. So we even did. in your own experience, have you saw the shift? Because you've been on the fire yeah. department for how long? 13 years. 13 years. So when I'm you sure first you started... Too. Did you see the shift from like the old crew who's now kind of retired? I'm not saying old crew, but like, you know, back in the day crew. Did you see a shift mentally for mental health awareness? Yep. I've awesome. seen a shift for sure. That's and, awesome. I, and it's definitely and we, for the positive. And we did see that in, in talking to, to yep. Kate. Yeah. Rigaud. Great studies a, going on. That yep. there's more coming out. And, you know, mental health is such a uh, an important thing to be dealing with. And it was always that I'm going to strong. I can't show emotions. I'm going to continue forward. And, and and take that into their personal lives, back to families mm. and stuff. And so 
No, there's, that's important. It's an, an extremely important part of the job is to make sure that the mental health is dealt with. And so I'm glad to see that this has changed. I'm super excited to, to know that there's the services that are, are available and how they, we can always do better, I guess, out mm -hmm. there, right? Yep. The city's yeah. been very good about it. Our administration is very good. Even the IAFF Local 237, mm -hmm. um, our union, mm -hmm. they've brought stuff in for us as well. So it's many Excellent. different layers yep. that we're allowed That's to marvelous. be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So now we did, and just before we close, because we focused on when not to go on the water. When is, just because we know people are, they want to get excited, they want to go on the water. When is a good time to go on the water? Down at the river. Once it starts slowing down a little bit, you'll see the color change in the water. It'll go from that murky brown that's kind of flowing right now mm. it'll start to clear up a little bit and look a little cleaner that's when you can start thinking of getting on the water and when you are going to get on the water uh, some of the things that you should be doing and preparing for are um, file a float plan with a loved one so that they know where you're going to be putting in where you're going going to pull out and how long you expect that to take along you should take a pair of water shoes or something in case your flotation device leaks or whatnot that you have to get out and walk through the woods no alcohol as we've said um inspect your floaty before you get in there make sure that it is going to oh, go there for call, the trip yeah. that's that's a, that's yep. a good one too yeah, but now, and, being and halfway through and everything's and just falling apart so now <laughs> if i wanted to go out here in a couple of weeks and i wanted to float down the river what, what's best for me to do? Who would I contact to find out if it's safe? Call 311 and hopefully they'll have some information for you. Um, even if you're, you don't know who to call, try calling one of the fire stations. Mm. There's water rescue team members yeah. at all stations and they can give you some advice as well. I know how much I like floating down the river. It's, it's fantastic, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? Let's do it in a safe way. Exactly. And with yeah. that, thank you very much for Absolutely. coming in. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Connecting Your Community with Blaine Higgin and Mallory Christiansen. Join us next time as we continue to discuss community topics and how all of us together can make a difference. Remember, there is no community without unity.